morning. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran here in Warren, Oregon. Today I'm preaching on Psalm of the Day, which is Psalm 1, which reads, Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither, and all that they do they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As I said, today I'm focusing on the psalm for this Sunday. Now, Psalm 1 is actually an introduction to the book of Psalms. It does not contain praise or lament, as most Psalms do. It's more of a guide to reading the book of Psalms. Psalm 1 is a poem about ethics, lifestyle, and decisions. God set up the world to work in a certain way, and we either go with his plan for good or we do not. Even before we pray or worship, God demands a decision. And it's black and white. We either live in a righteous way or we choose to live contrary to God's way. Psalm 1 says we either walk in the counsel of the wicked or we delight in the law of the Lord. One big decision, which is really no decision at all. I mean, who knowingly chooses evil and destruction rather than fulfilling our destiny of a life lived in the love of God? Such an easy choice, or is it? Those sitting in pews on any given Sunday have probably made a commitment to live according to the law of the Lord, to walk in his ways. And most of us start off each day with that plan in mind. However, the wicked of the council, as the psalmist puts it, is not always obvious. You know, typically the devil does not show up in a red suit wearing a blazing pitchfork. Too often the evil one shows up in an offer for the good life. A lifestyle not as God offers, but just close enough to fool us. He offers wealth, pleasure, and leisure, not evil, but out of kilter with God's offer of richness through a life of generosity, prayer, service, worship, and Sabbath rest. The goal of life is not found in self-fulfillment, but in praising God. We are to give heartfelt thanksgiving and praise. The Psalms also tell us to cry aloud in complaint, sorrow, anger, and protest to God. Kierkegaard says that meditating on the Psalms is to choose to will to be ourselves before God, 
to sing full-throated songs of praise when that is appropriate, and to give honest articulation to our despair when we are sad. In other words, we are to present our very ordinary selves, our daily selves, to God. Some translations of Psalm 1 start with, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Other translations say, Happy are those who meditate day and night on the law of the Lord. To say, Blessed is, is a benediction, a request, a prayer or wish that God would bless that individual. Happy is is a statement, a declaration that someone is fortunate because of something they possess or because of something they have done, such as a life that takes real pleasure in living according to God's will. Happy is the one would be the most accurate translation. The emphasis should be on the individual righteousness in the face of societal evil. We each as an individual find happiness and contentment when we live as God designed us to live. So what is the law of the Lord? In the first chapter of the book of Joshua, God tells Joshua, act in accordance with the law that my servant Moses commanded you. This book of the law you shall meditate on it day and night, for then you shall make your way prosperous. This book of the law refers to Deuteronomy. Jesus later summarized the Torah, saying that happiness derives from discerning what it means at all times and in all places to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Robert Frost's famous poem begins, Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both. We seem to think we can travel both, and other roads as well. We want to walk with God and walk with others in the world as well. So we end up divided and out of focus. The road less traveled is the road that follows the law of, God, of the Lord. At times it may seem boring or restrictive, but the truth is that it is the true job of every heart. As I studied this psalm, my attention was drawn to verse 3. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. I've driven through the semi-arid parts of Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, and Montana, and I noticed the same thing in each area. There are areas with no trees for miles. And when I did spot some trees, they grew in a crooked ribbon that sometimes traveled for miles because that's where they were following a creek bank. The seeds that had been scattered by birds or on the wind took root there because of the nourishing water. Even as little as 50 feet back from that river bank, there was nothing growing but some sagebrush. 
but the trees had planted deep roots near the water. They were tall and in full foliage. They were producing flowers and seeds. They were doing what trees were designed to do. Thomas Merton said, a tree gives glory to God by being a tree. It consents to his creative love. It expresses an idea which is in God's mind. So the more a tree is like itself, the more it is like him. The more we consent to be what God made us to be, the more we are like God. Trees never try to be something else like an ostrich or a dog kennel. They're content to be trees. But we struggle. We can be whoever we want to be, but the less we are in sync with God's plan, the emptier we become. Truth and meaning can only be found in God. Like a tree, we depend on the sun, the rain, the grace and power of God. We cannot control these. Rather, we soak up these precious gifts. I read a great example of Psalm 1 from, of all places, Sing Sing Prison. There are a group of inmates at Sing Sing who are earning their master's degrees through New York Theological Seminary. These prisoners know all about evil and its pervasiveness. Yet they speak of taking responsibility for their crimes and committing to do the right thing when they get out of prison. Each one of us has to choose each day which path we will take. For these inmates, that daily choice can be a matter of life and death. For those who have committed murder, the way of the righteous is not a familiar path. The temptation to stray over to the easier path is very real. The prisoners who have committed to change know that choosing the right path requires daily discipline, as well as a good map. A map is necessary because human will is not enough to keep one on the path toward the good. We need to cultivate an awareness of a different reality from the one immediately before us. And that different reality is laid out like a map in God's word. Goodness will ultimately prevail because even though evil appears strong and powerful, the psalmist tells us it's more like chaff or fuzzy dandelion seeds destined to be blown away. By orienting our lives toward God, these Sing Sing inmates stretch their roots beneath the surface of the evil on their neighborhood streets and connect with something deeper and more sustaining. As one of them said, that something is the knowledge that no one is beyond redemption. There's a living water that can nourish even through the concrete floors of a maximum security prison. Armed with this knowledge, the graduates of Sing Sing Seminary go back to their communities, bringing a message of hope and responsibility where they once walked in the way of the scoffers and followed the advice of the wicked. On the streets of New York, these seminary graduates yield their fruit 
and their leaves do not wither. How do we connect to this source of life? Well, we intentionally set aside time for prayer. We never miss worship. We become daily students of the scripture. Remember, Jesus called disciples, which means students. The Psalm says, on his law, he meditates day and night. We are to recognize God as a constant companion and the law of the Lord an omnipresent reality in our daily routine. Psalm 1 invites a choice, and it is our choice. You know, the first word of the psalm is happy, and the last word of the psalm is perish. Do you see the comprehensiveness of the choice? Will you choose God's way, which promises life? Or will you choose to go your own way, which promises death? The choice is that cut and dry. The choice is that critical. The choice is yours. Amen.